It is now time for our Warwick Farm preview. Ray Thomas rejoins me this morning. Ray, uh, welcome back to the program. Looking forward to getting your thoughts on this Warwick Farm card. Yeah, looking forward to this afternoon. Some some really interesting races. That Ashes series actually starts Friday, Luke. Edgbaston, yeah. test number one, plenty of sleepless nights coming up. Go the Aussies. Yeah, go the Aussies, mate. It's snuck up quickly, hasn't it? Um, how yeah, good Friday it all gets underway. So looking forward yeah. to it very much. Anthony Manton is with us this morning. How are you, Ant-Man? Yeah, morning, Luke. Uh, really good. Looking forward to this afternoon at Warwick Farm, as, as Ray says. Some good depth there, particularly in those two-year-old races and um, a couple other horses I'm interested to see throughout the afternoon as well. So looking forward to Jared Daffy joins us from Queensland. How are you this morning, Daff? Very well, thank you, Luke. Good morning to you and good morning to the rest of the team. Fantastic. Guys, as we get into it, I've got a couple of pieces of information for our listeners uh, from the stewards' reports. Race 3, number 2, Baroque Road, held up badly last start uh, there at Warwick Farm. He was blocked for a run a number of times in the straight, and he was clear too late there. He uh, should have finished closer, if not uh, fought out the finish in that particular race. Race 5, number 2, Commandment, last start up there at Newcastle, hampered at the start. And in the straight, Aaron Bullock was looking to his uh, left a number of times in the straight, trying to shift to the outside. He eventually got into the clear, and the mare made good late ground. Uh, she got across heels at the 100-metre meter mark and really drove at the line. Race 5, number 1, My Truth, poor post-race recovery at its most recent start. And in race six, number six, Master Copy, one out of five, one out of five, lame at his latest start. Race six, number six, Master Copy. A couple of pieces of information for runners today at Warwick Farm. Let's get into it, guys. Uh, you've got uh, Ray Thomas, Anthony Manton, Jared Daffy for the Warwick Farm preview, and I'm Luke Marlow. Race number one is over twelve hundred metres. Daff, and this is a maiden. Talk us through the market here. It is, and most of these are first starters, Luke, so obviously crucial to keep an eye on this market. Arctic Glamour, the 1, 4.20. Atasu, 2, 13. 3, Jolly Star, $6. The favourite, number 4, Kitty Chat, at $2.80. 5, Ruby Surprise, 16. 6, Snippety Star, at 6. 7, Sweet Proposal, at seven fifty, And 8, Watch My Girl, $18. As I said, crucial to keep an eye on the market here. The top weight, Arctic Glamour. Five into four twenty, and a bit of a long range shot at number two here. Hitasu seventeen in the thirteen. Favourite number four, Kitty Chat two fifty out to two eighty. The speed map guys, I think Snippety Star from Gate Two probably finds the rail and leads. Ruby Surprise showed good speed in her recent trial. She might look to come across with Jolie Star. Um, Arctic Glamour, I dare say, Anthony will take a sip. Kitty Chat, the favourite, interesting. She came from off-speed in her recent trial and just listened to Adrian Bott this morning. He thinks that's the best way to ride her. So from her outside gate, they might look to find some cover, but they should run along OK here, Anthony. Yeah, it should be good speed, Ray. And I'm with the four, uh, Kitty Chat, four to beat three, one and seven. She has been closing off really well in her trials, particularly the most recent one on June 2 at Rose Hill. That was against unraced horses, so hard to get a guide. But if you pick the eyes out of her previous trial, she did beat Red Resistance in a first trial. That also has come out and won two out of three and was second in a Todman, uh, where she was third behind Sicilian, who's second in a, in a Lonro Stakes. And there's other winners that have come out of those trials as well, split decision, piercing arrows. So she's been trialling well, closing off nicely. And uh, I've got her on top four to beat uh, three Jolie Star. Only trialled at Rose Hill 
a week or so ago and uh, looked pretty good, ran fast time. Compared to Arctic Glamour, it was one second faster overall. So I have to lean threes way in, in, in front of number one, Arctic Glamour, who did visually trial quite well as well. Uh, she's had two trials and won them both. Uh, Jolie Star's time was much faster, however. And I'll throw in number seven, Sweet Proposal. This was probably beaten by the gate at uh, at Golden first up, had to go back and come round them, but closed off quite well to finish third and was only beaten narrowly. So from a better draw, can perhaps position closer. But four on top to beat three one seven. Yeah, same numbers, Anthony. Slightly different order. I've gone with Jolie Star as you mentioned that trial last week. She went fifty five forty eight over her nine hundred metre trial. Arctic Glamour the same day went fifty six eighty three. Both fillies weren't knocked around to be fair, but I just like the way Jolie Star went about her business. She's beautifully bred by Zoo Star out of Jolie Bay, so she's from the same family as her, the Royal Ascot winner Merchant Navy. A little awkwardly drawn here, but I can see her coming across and probably getting outside at the leader snippety star here in a controlling position. And if she can run up to that trial effort, I think she'll be really hard to beat on debut here. Number three, Jolly Star. The seven sweet proposal, as Anthony said, didn't have a lot of luck at Goldman on debut, but she charged home from last on the turn. Just missed catching Hellfire Express. To be fair, the winner was beaten and beaten on a merits, I thought, in the Silver Goblet as an odds-on favourite at Dubbo the other day. But Sweet Proposal's run on debut was excellent, so watch for her to bounce off that and be very competitive again. Arctic Glamour um, concede her times weren't as impressive as Jolie Star, but as Anthony said, she was held together in that most recent Rose Hill trial Lovely action. She's won both the trials coming from off speed the first um, last week on speed. So she's got a bit of versatility about her. And Kitty Chat, the favourite, she'll probably get back, but watch for her charging home as she has done in her most recent trial. Good competitive two-year-old opener. I've gone 3714 with Jolly Star on top. Okay, those are the thoughts of Ray Thomas. Race caller Darren Flindell is four on top. Kitty Chat to beat 3-1-7 and seven, race one at Warwick Farm. Race two on the program, uh, Jared Daffy is a 1,200-metre maiden and the one is out Balmero. It ran at Newcastle on Saturday. Yes, actually, we've got four scratchings here, so we're left with only a field of uh, six from the original ten. Interesting market here. Scratch one and two, three Dazzle Legend, $5.50, four Griff at $9.50, five Hard Pick, 13, six Jagjit at $3.70, seven Need Some Luck is the favourite. It's odds on, $1.90, scratch the eight. The only other runner, nine Reggae Fire at 15, scratch the ten. Having a look at this market now, we've got 14 cents worth of deductions. Before those scratchings came out, there wasn't a terrible lot separating Jagjit and Need Some Luck at 420 and 380 respectively. Most of the others haven't really moved inwards or outwards since those scratchings came out, apart from this favourite. Need Some Luck, $3.80, now $1.90, so that's a fairly significant move with only that 14 cent deduction. I think needs some luck or hold the rail and lead here. It was up on speed as to at Warwick Farm, but drew wide that day, never quite got across. But from gate one, should hold the rail. Jagjit led on debut in a Saturday class race at Rose Hill, held on and run third. He's drawn outside of needs some luck, will probably come across and settle outside the leader. The two favourites in the controlling position here, Anthony. Yeah, they look the main two, don't they, Ray? Uh, seven mm -hmm. on top, but needs some luck. Seven to beat six, three, and nine. He didn't get a lot of luck. Needs some luck. Half-brother to Chautauqua, he was forced to race three wide on the speed throughout. He drew barrier 11 of 11, so it did look a bit sticky on paper prior to that 
run up Warwick Farm, and that's the way it turned out. But gee, I thought he was excellent. The first two really sprinted away there in the home straight. He went down narrowly behind Piercing Arrow. Time-wise, they ran half a second faster overall than the other two-year-old race on the same day, same distance. And he comes up with gate number one this afternoon for informed Karen McAvoy, and he'd been trialling the house down prior to that debut run. I've got to lean his way from six, Jag Jit, who ran a terrific race on debut behind Celestial Legend at Rose Hill. Led gave a good kick in the home straight. Was just run down the last 50 metres. Probably has to sit outside the leader today as Ray said. Or perhaps they push on and uh, need some luck. Just hands up and let's lead. But I've, uh, I've settled on the seven. And then I'll go number three, Dazzle Legend. Uh, this has been trialling quite well. A colt by Zoo Star. He closed off pretty well recently at Canterbury. And the format of that trial has stacked up okay. Uh, Canadian Rulers won at Bathurst and the third horse, Coca Cabana, ran third at Warwick Farms. So his form suggests he'll run well based off his trials. And number nine, Reggae Fire, only trialled last week at Rose Hill. Uh, time was pretty good overall compared to the others. It was second fastest heat of the morning for the 10 900 metre heats and it wasn't let off the bit at all. Caught by I'm Invincible, I'll be keeping him safe, if not for today. Certainly later on, he looks like he's got something. But uh, seven to beat six three nine. Yeah, I've gone seven six four three here. We need some luck as well. As Anthony said, he summed it up well. He just didn't have a lot of luck on debut. Was in that three wide line exposed throughout, but came away with piercing arrow and they broke clear of the rest of the rivals. So it was a lot of merit in need some luck's debut run and significantly his trials prior to that were excellent. Uh, lovely horses. Anthony said he's out of lovely Jubby the Dam with the champion uh, Chautauqua. Um, he's more of an on-speed type, but he'll make his own luck here from gate one. And uh, he's the horse to beat Jagjit the Danger. And uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they do force the issue with Jagjit and try and cross needs some luck. He, he was good on debut at Rose Hill. He held on well to run third behind a really nice horse in Celestial Legend. He'll improve off that with race experience, as will need some luck. I think these two will fight out the finish. The four Griff, I didn't mind his effort in that Celestial Legend race. He ran home nicely without ever threatening to finish fifth, but he's improving with racing. And I've also got Gazelle Legend in my numbers. This is a Zoo Star Colt, comes out of that strong heat that Anthony highlighted, um, is an improver. 7 6 4 3. I think the barrier gives Need Summer Luck uh, the advantage in race two, boys. Fair enough, Ray. Yeah, and from Darren Flindell, seven on top. Needs some luck to beat 6, 3 and 4. Darren Flindell's thoughts on race number 2. Let's get to the third now, Daff, and talk us through the market here. Only left with seven runners here, Luke, so three of the original ten will be missing today. Scratch the 1-2, Baroque Road at $7.03. Bat Out of Hell at $5.50. Scratch the 4. Five, Great Barrier Reef, 12. The favourite is number 6, Bunker Hut. $3.10, 7 Hell of a Dancer at $4.60, 8 Outsider at $4.40, 9 Romeo's Choice at 13 and we scratch the 10. A couple of interesting moves here, 11 <coughs> cents worth of deductions worth pointing out, but the three in the middle there, the 6, 7, 8, Bunker Hut, Hell of a Dancer, Outsider, were all similarly priced when the market first went up around about that 440 mark. But uh, emerging out of the favourite, uh, the scratchings, Bunker Hut now the clear favourite at three dollars ten, and there has been good support for two bat out of hell currently at five fifty. I think outsider gets total control here, guys. Um, drawing the rails, she'll jump almost certainly will lead. There's nothing else that's likely to go forward and take her on. So, Karen McAvoy can control the speed here. She's second up at thirteen hundred. Bunker Hut went back last start at Canterbury from a, an awkward barrier. This time he's drawn nicely outside of outsider. I dare say he'll 
lob into a lovely spot just in behind her. But she gets total control, I think, Anthony, outsider. Yeah, it looks that way on paper, doesn't it? Uh, Bunker Hut to perhaps outside the leader, and I've got seven hell of a dancer sort of landing leaders back, and that's why I'm yep. leaning here. Seven to beat eight, two, and six. Uh, she had pretty good form last preparation, hell of a dancer. They, um, you know, they took her up to the the Gold Coast Magic Millions for a race up there behind Brooksby. She she led and was only beaten three lengths. Uh, I note that first up last preparation, she ran third. Uh, under similar conditions at this track and distance from, from an outside barrier. Got a recent trial at Gosford was excellent, defeating Lord Heron and Kinlock, who's very well performed himself. They ran fast time, and she maps perfectly with Dylan Givens from an inside gate. So I can see her running really well here, number seven, Hell of a Dancer, to be eight outsider, who, as we mentioned, gets full control from the inside gate. Uh, it had an inside gate when it won, First up, defeating Starry Jack, and the first two just really dominated that race, but it sort of maps similar again, so I've got to give her a great chance also. Tuberope Road was held up badly uh, in the home straight behind Waikiki, and I think Waikiki's pretty promising, so I like that form reference. Just from a map point of view, probably gives them a start again. And six, Bunker Hut. I actually thought he was probably one favourite we could take on. Yes, he drew bad the other day at Canterbury and had to be dragged back. I thought he ran okay down the home straight, wasn't beaten too far, but I was happy to shop around him and, and uh, land it on the seven hell of a dancer. I'm um, with the eight outsider here because the fact that she'll just get control, boys. And uh, I thought she was good first up, um, sitting on speed, controlling the race that day at Canterbury and scoring with, with authority. She'll improve off that. Uh, she has been out to 1,400 metres previously, um, been placed on each of the occasions. So no issue going from the Warwick Farm 12 to the Warwick Farm 1300 today. Just the mere fact that Kieran McAvoy will be able to dictate terms in front, turn us in a bit of a sprint home. Gee, I think she'll be hard to catch the eight outsider. I thought number three, Bat Out of Hill, could run a race here. Um, he's had the two runs back, and I didn't mind his effort last that that Conchenza race at Canterbury. He was doing his best work on the line, coming from back in the field on the turn. He's improving all the time, out to 1,300 certainly suits. Um, he's probably the main danger for mine. Uh, the six bunker hut, he's got the ability. Um, will it will it be his day today? Just that Canterbury run was so disappointing. I take your point though, Anthony might have been potentially in the wrong part of the track. So if he finds his best form, visors going on here has to be hard to beat. And two Baroque Road, um, as Luke mentioned earlier, that certainly figured prominently in the stewards' report in that Waikiki race when he had no luck at all finishing third. But I think the tempo suits outsider here. I think she can go back to back with successive wins here at Warwick Farm to start her prep. Eight three six two in the third outsider on top. Yeah, Darren Flindell agrees with you, Ray. Eight on top. That's outsider to beat numbers three, six, and seven. We continue on with our preview, and we're up to race number four now. This is a benchmark seventy-two over the twenty-one hundred and forty metres. Jared Daffy, how does the market look? Daniloquin, $11, two so united, $5 the favourite, currently number three, just a Jedi, $3.70, four Funambulist at $7.50, five Carmazone at 10 six Kip Tanui at $9.50, seven Tudor Prince at 18 eight Back to Man at 11 nine Brown Thomas, $7.50, 10 Mock Taffy, $13, put the pen through the bottom four, there are no deductions here, but a couple of, again, again interesting moves. Now, Number three, Just a Jedi, when I got these prices, when the scratchings came through about an hour ago, it was $4. It had been five into four. The $4 is gone. It's now into $3.70. 
Uh, originally, there'd been some sort of support for number eight back to man, 15 into 11, but uh, here's one that they've latched onto at a big price, number 10, Mock Taffy. Open 34. It's into $13 for the Wallace Stable. And I recall a couple of runs ago it ran at Warwick Farm and there was good support for it at a price that day as well. So a bit of, bit of specking there for a roughie, number 10, Mock Taffy, 34 into 13. I can see where they're coming from there, Jerry, because there's probably not a lot of speed outside of Shell United here and Mock Taffy might just lob into a, a lovely spot behind Shell United. Um, most of these are potentially back markers here, Anthony, so... So United, with the claim from McLucas, might be able to get some control up front, not tap the stalking, and I don't think they'll be seeing a track record here. No, I wouldn't have thought so at all. Uh, absolutely, So United looks to get complete control, and that's the way I'm leaning, just based on a, on a mm. nut point of view. It might be his turn today, two to beat four, three, and six. He's been a little hit and miss, but I think we can overlook his run last start at Ranwick. He drew wide and had to be used up early to try and find the front and then weakened down the home straight. His run at Scone Pry behind Akasawa was pretty good. He led to the last 100 and that form should stack up nicely here. Good use of the claim. Three kilos gets him with 57 and a half and if it doesn't get taken on in front, we'll get every chance in the world to uh, break through for an overdue win. It might be his turn but a race that I don't have a lot of confidence in, I'll be honest. Fernambulist got the job done, had the right run to win at uh, Hawkesbury last start, but got it done, defeated Gorgiasara. That form's stacked up by Kate with that horse winning at Gosford during the week. Um, might be coming good at the right time as well. Progressive, lightly race compared to a few of the others. Uh, horse number three, Just a Jedi. He needs things to go his way. He's normally out the back flashing home. So if that leader does get a bit of company and they do run along, He'll get his chance to finish off, but he does need things to go his own way. And Kip Tanui, I thought, run was pretty good last start, considering it uh, it drew wide and had to be dragged back. It was only beaten three and a half lengths at Canterbury. And it is on somewhat of a quick backup that was only, uh, what, uh, five days ago. So I love the fact that it's mm. on a quick backup and a better draw, so it can run quite well. Uh, not a race I've got a lot of confidence with, though. Two to beat, four, three, and six. You're on the same page. So United, for all the reasons you mentioned, he does look to get complete control up front here. And you've got to put a line through that Randwick failure last start. He had to, as Anthony said, do a lot of work early to get across and leave. Then he was taken on in front, so he's given no peace. Did drop out from the turn, but he's better than that. He's run at scale. He's two runs prior to Canterbury and Minute scale were both excellent. Tempo factor suits here. Amy McLucas came, brings him with 57 and a half. Should lead for a long, long way here. So, you know, he's the horse to beat. Three, just a Jedi. Um, he's working his way back into form. Each of his three runs have been good, solid efforts out to his right distance range here. Goes to Warwick Farm where he's never run a bad race. Six starts, a win, five placings. He's a he's working up to win, as I said. This race does suit except for tempo. He tends to get back in the field and with Say United getting control up front. That's advantage, so united. The four Funambulist, good tough win at Hawkesbury last start. Anthony highlighted the fact that Gorgeous Sarah's come out and franked the form since, um, has to be included. And one, Daniloquin, um, probably needs it a touch softer, I'd say. His best form's on soft and heavy, but he has been effective on a good track previously. He's won at Warwick Farm. Probably the best horse in the race on his day, but just that with that track, a touch firmer for him to his liking is the slight concern. Two, three, four, one. I think tempo related gives it advantage. So United in race four. 
the thoughts of Darren Flindell Ray in the fourth race. He's gone this way, two on top, so United to beat one, eight and nine. This is the Warwick Farm Preview with Ray Thomas, Anthony Manton, Jared Daffy. More other side of this. And now for the most exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch, always dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid, and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management will give you the practical and business skills to set you up for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Our graduates gain unique opportunities in careers worldwide across racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health, marketing and more. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine or attend our open day on Sunday 30 July to find out more. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty. Like all children, Nick needs support to succeed at school. Despite his hard work, he's falling behind. Help provide crucial learning support so Nick can reach his potential. Search the Smith family. Donate today. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Edgeton taken. Steve Smith has pulled off a beauty, and it's Virat Kohli. Mentioned Boland is bowling well. The rhythm's good, and he's got the big fish. A few highlights from the cricket yesterday, and, uh, of course, the Aussies winning that uh, World Test Championship and uh, beating India and the uh, Test, uh, the Ashes, of course, commencing on uh, Friday. We've got uh, Ray Thomas, Anthony Manton, and Jared Daffy with you this morning. Hope you're having a great day, everyone out there. And the start to your Monday is a good one. You've had a good weekend and uh, you're up and about this morning for a big day. And uh, in Sydney, I can tell you, lovely and sunny this morning for this Warwick Farm program. After this, we'll have uh, Mark Hunter joining us for a Mornington preview after nine o'clock. Uh, we recommence the Warwick Farm card. And Daff, uh, this fifth race on the program, it's a benchmark 64 over the mile. Talk us through the market here. 
One My Truth, $9.50. Two Commandment at $7. Scratch three. Four Resistible, $6. Scratch five and six. Seven Gazumped at seven. Eight O to V is the current favourite, $4.40. Nine Louisville at five. Ten More Mischief, $1.01. Eleven Gleefully at nine. Scratch uh, 12. Thirteen Venetian Blue, $7.50. Fourteen Dula Tila at 34. And we scratch 15 and 16. So obviously we've got uh, half a dozen scratchings here. 16 cents worth of deductions, but there's been a couple of decent moves. Number seven, Gazumped, initially opened 14, got into 11, and then the last couple of hours has been 8.50 into 7. And number nine, Louisville. Now, it was 14 into 5.50, but I see mm. since the scratchings came through, 5.50 into $5. So that's a, a notable move after the scratchings. But O to V, number eight, the fave, at $4.40. Yeah, big go, Louisville. I dare say it could be also laid to tempo, boys, because there's a bit of speed in this contest. My truth is got to carry the 64, which is over 10 stone in the old. He just likes to roll along up front. Resistible races on speed. Venetian blue look to come across from out wide. So fair bit of tempo here. Horses like Gazump should lob along into a lovely spot in behind that tempo. And Louisville tends to get back will enjoy this fast pace expected for race five here, Anthony. Yeah, it sets up nicely for him. I uh, did mm. form one extra last night. It was about a, an $8 or $9 chance. There's been a couple of scratchings. Gee, I'm keen on him today, Louisville. If he doesn't make the grade as a Saturday class horse or better than that, um, well, I'm a bad judge because uh, he's run first up over an unsuitable trip uh, off one very quiet trial at Canterbury was excellent. He charged through the line there at Newcastle in what's turned out to be a very strong form race. TimeQuest, who won that race, has uh, since been beaten at Newcastle in a class one, but should have won for sure. And the third horse, Oriental Tycoon, came out and won at Warwick Farm. Yes, he's jumping a grade. He's going from a maiden to a benchmark 64, but I do note the stable did that recently with Waikiki. He's crying out for a mile. The speed suits, and I, I think he'll make the grade, this fellow Louisville. And I'm very keen on him today. Uh, made him one of the better bets of the afternoon. So nine on top to beat four, resistible. Uh, she was excellent winning down at Kimberley Grange. Sat outside the leader and was way too good for Donegal Lights. They ran fast time. It was the equal fastest last 600 of the day. So she's going to give a great sight. 8-0 to V. I thought she had every hope in the world at, yeah. uh, at Hawkesbury last time out. Had leaders back, chipped away, finished third. Thought she was a favourite we could probably take on this afternoon based on that. She tends to be very popular in the market. And I'm happy to take her on, although she'll run well. She's got every chance to run well here, but I was happy to be um, in, in another horse's corner in Louisville. And horse number seven, Gazumped. Um, this one resumed in great order. Obviously, things didn't go right there on debut at uh, Wyong. That was back in July of last year. Had a long spell and then resumed with a dominant win at Kembla, defeating Justella, who's come out and won. Yes, it's a big step up in grade, but he's another one that'll make the grade. He's by done deal, and he'll get out uh, over a little bit further than this, but I think he can run well. But very keen, Louisville. I think he'll make the grade, and uh, I want to be with him on the way up, not when everyone else has caught him. <laughs> Fair enough, Anthony. Uh, you've highlighted Gazam. That's the horse I landed on here. He opened at double-figure odds. I think Jared said it's into about $7 now, and Look, I just think this race sets up really well for him. Like Anthony, I was really impressed with what he did first up at Kembla. Uh, he really dominated that race late, was very strong through the line at the end of 1,600. Justilla has come out and won since. This is obviously significantly tougher, but uh, I just think there was something about that win from Gazump that to, to suggest this horse has got a future. 
staying at 1600 talking to Tyler Schiller earlier, he's got no issue with it. And with that genuine tempo expected up front, he'll get a lovely run just off the speed. He'll be there to pounce on the turn. And if he can find that similar finishing burst that he showed at Kemba, gee, I think he's a terrific chance at odds of around 7 or $8. I've got him on top the seven gazump from the four resistible who was um, a deserved winner at Kemba last start. She's been very consistent all prep, one with authority, uh, Michael Friedman told us he's been weighing to get her out to 1,600 metres, so he's got no issue with the extra trip. She'll probably settle in behind my troop with one of the race stuff and be hard to beat. No knock on Louisville. I think when he gets to a big track like Randwick, etc., he'll be really tough to beat. Uh, like Anthony, there was a lot to like about his debut Australian performance. He's a horse to follow. And the two commandment didn't have a lot of luck last start. Chris Lee's likes this mare. We spoke to him earlier, boys, and... Nice little push for commandment. She's improving with each run and did appear in that stewards report quite significantly last start. So not ruling her out fourth up here in Australia, the former English mayor. Interesting race, race five. Be run at a solid tempo. I think seven gazump will be hard to beat. Seven gazump each way from four, nine and two. Love it, Ray. Uh, from Darren Flindell, his thoughts on race number five, two, nine, eight and four. Commandment. For Darren Flindell, the top selection mm. in the fifth on the program. That's the first leg of the quadrilla. We move to the second leg, which is race number six. Daft, this is a benchmark 72 over the 1,600 metres. It is, and uh, one here, Baltic Coast, $4.80. The favourite, number two, King of the Castle, at $2.40. Three, Ruben Blur at 12 scratch four and five. Six, Master Copy at nine. Seven, Socrates at 16 Eight, Cream, Rising, uh, Cream Rises at seven fifty. Nine Crystal Waters, 26. 10 Darlington County at 16. 11 Media Row at 9. Scratch the 12. 13 Layla of Monaco at 71. 14 No Impediment at 61. And we scratch the 15. Uh, so we've got four scratchings, but only six cents worth of deductions. They certainly haven't missed this favourite here, uh, King of the Castle. It opened at $3.80. Rock solid now at $2.40. I don't know where the speed here is, boys. Um, Master Copy will come across, but he won't necessarily want to lead. Maybe Crystal Waters from its inside gate pushes up. Socrates can race handy, but tempo a concern here, Anthony. No obvious leader here. No, not a lot of speed. I thought Socrates would take it up for sure. He was mm. sort of um, leading for a fair way in his race's last preparation, and with not a lot of speed on paper, he might be the one that takes it up. Uh, number two on top for me, King of the Castle, two to beat, 10, 6, and 1. Just completely forget his run last start. He drew barrier 13 of 13, and he, he was last on the turn, and he ran on quite strongly behind Robusto. He wasn't beaten too far, only three and a half lengths, and gave away a big start. His run prior at the Kensington track was excellent when he um, sliced his way through the field and ran down fierce, and that horse has come out and won by a big space since. So I love his form reference around that. He gets an inside gate today. Yes, he's got to carry 62 kilos. It's uncharted territory, up five kilos from his win two starts ago. But I'd suggest that if you're going to carry 62 kilos and you, you had to pick your jockey of who you'd want to ride them, it'd be Nashra Willa every day of the week. You can all but pick them up and carry them over the line. And from the inside gate, he'll get his chance to do that on number two, King of the Castle. I'm leaning his way from 10, Darlington County. This is an interesting uh, uh, mare. She's first up a former New Zealander. She's eight weeks between runs. She's had one quiet trial at Ramwick. Evidently, she'll probably need a little bit further. But from the inside gate, I'm expecting her to run well. And I'll just keep an eye on her for the future. Uh, six master copy. Um, throw master copy and pulled up lame last start at Canterbury. 
but the previous run behind Naval College was good enough to give it a chance here. Just needs a little bit of luck from an awkward gate. And one Baltic coast is racing really well uh, up in um, up in Brisbane and then chased home Akasawa in the Gunnedah Cup last start. Another one that's got a bit of weight, but less the claim for Dylan in a good draw. He can run well. Two, ten, six, and one. Yeah, and with the two, King of the Castle as well, Anthony, as you pointed out, he had zero the other day at Rose Hill, didn't he? Um, Karen McAvoy and Robusto at the day at Karen Road, five winners. He was in the zone on Robusto. He stacked them up, turned the race into a sprint home, came home in 33.66, where King of the Castle was back in the field. Mathematically impossible for him to win. He actually did a pretty good job to finish three and a half lengths from the winner. And we heard from Joe Pride earlier, he thought it was a, a really good run under the circumstances. At his previous start, he was terrific at the Kenzo. He nailed Fearson, who certainly trained on since then, franking that form. So stepping out to the mile, um, drawn gate one. He, he, he won't be up on the speed, but he might be able to settle a touch closer today, and, which will be to his advantage, given that this is, is a race that doesn't seem to be a lot of tempo in it. But uh, I'm with two King of the Castle as well. I think he just needs a touch of luck. Nashville in the saddle, he'll be really hard to beat. Two King of the Castle on top from one uh, Baltic coast. Had a month between runs and... That was at Garda when he ran third to a rampant Akasawa who's just in terrific touch. He was beaten a fair way that day, but Akasawa did put a margin on them. Uh, he'll be a touch improved from that run and, and uh, should be thereabouts again. I thought Cream Rises, Clary Connorsworth, did enough first up to suggest he can improve. An 11 Mediaro at big odds does sprint well fresh. Had two trials, could be one to surprise here, but... I just think all he needs is a touch of luck getting out from the turn and two king of the castle can get the job done in race six. Two, one, eight and eleven. From Darren Flindell in race number six, ten, two, one and eight with his numbers. Ten, two, one and eight. Darren Flindell tipping Darlington County and uh, David texting the show this morning on 0419767272. I missed the text earlier, mate, but... Uh, Asking my opinion on this race, uh, mate, I'll sit on the fence on race uh, number six. I'm not too sure. And also wondering where the better half was this morning, David. Uh, Alicia uh, suspended today, mate. So uh, glad I could answer that for you. Daff, uh, the market now for race number seven. One Erno, 23, scratch two and three. Four Abel Willie, $8.50. Five Master Showman at $5. Six Powerful Peg, $6.50. Scratch seven, current favourite, number eight, Salas at $3.50. Nine damaged at seventeen. Ten just a brother. Thirty-one scratch eleven. Twelve step aside. Four dollars twenty. Thirteen smooth flight. Fourteen scratch fourteen. Fifteen standing bear. Twenty-three. Sixteen reoffender. Eighty-one. And we put the pen through number seventeen there. Um, some hefty deductions here, boys. Uh, Twelve cents comes out. Not really a lot going on with this market apart from the fact that sellers had been four sixteen to three fifty. After the, or sorry, when some of those scratchings were out, so it's currently three dollars fifty, but no major move to report in the last few hours. Uh, I think Master Showman and Powerful Peg will probably settle down in front here, like they did at Warwick Farm back on March one, when Powerful Peg just edged out Master Showman that day. Master Showman saw on the inside in gate four, Powerful Peg out in eleven. I think step, inside, step aside will probably try and stay closer here from gate one. Sellers might get none of the race stuff here. Anthony, Master Showman likes to roll along. Powerful peg. We'll just keep him honest early. Yeah, that's why I see it as well, right? And I think Master Showman can run really well here with that sort of tactical advantage on a few of his rivals. Five to beat eight, 12 and six. He's in pretty good form. 
Mm. It was uh, too good for them at Canterbury, uh, too good for them at Kembla two starts ago, beating Welcome Gypsy, who I've got a bit of an opinion of. And then I thought went down fighting and did a great job at Ke- uh, Randwick last time out. Drew Barrier, 11 of 11, had to come across and sit outside the leader. And they only really got it the last 100 metres or so behind the Ashino, was beaten uh, just on half a length. It's worth noting Contemporary finished alongside it that day at uh, Randwick, and Contemporary actually beat home Sillis at uh, at Scone two runs ago. So you can actually draw a line between the two of them, and I can take 5.50 about Master Showman or thereabouts, or I can take $3-ish about Sillis, and Master Showman will have a tactical advantage. Granted, there's not too much between them, so I'm leaning five's way to beat number eight, Sillis. Uh, he's in good form. As I said, he's run behind Contemporary at Scone, was excellent, and then backed it up with a dominant win at Kembla Grange. He was far too good for them down there. At $1.40, was expected to win and did. Horse number 12, step aside. Just needs a little bit of luck. He'll be uh, finishing off hard. His run was good last start at uh, Warwick Farm, and this sets up nicely for him again. And uh, number six, Powerful Peg. As Ray mentioned, uh, Master Showman and Powerful Peg. Quinella to race at Warwick Farm last preparation. Powerful Peg did win its first two runs last time in, and it's had two quiet trials. Just needs a little bit of luck from a wide gate. So I'll lean five's way, but not a lot between this lot. Five to beat eight, 12, and six. I'm also with the five master showman. Um, he was first up that day that powerful peg just edged him out there over the 1300. He's trained on well since, as Anthony highlighted, including coming back from Saturday class where he was very game, beaten only about a half length after leading for a long way in the Yoshino race at Randwick last start. He'd won well at Kenworthy's previous start. Draw nicely, should find the fence, should lead, be tucked to run down here, five master showman. Six powerful peg. She's a game filly um, by Rubik, building a really nice record. Four wins, four placings, nine starts. Um, didn't run a bad race last prep. Won her first two starts back and then ended her prep with that Warwick Farm win. I've liked her two trials, um, uh, certainly right in the contest here, but race fitness gives Master Showman the edge for mine. Twelve step aside from his favourable gate should settle closer here. Racing well, hard to beat and eight sellers for all the reasons Anthony mentioned has to be included. Short enough in betting though at the moment but certainly one of the hardest to beat. I think Mark, five Master Showman can control this race from in front and prove tuck to run down in race seven. Five, six, twelve and eight. Darren's found step aside here, boys. Number 12 on top uh, to beat 8, 5 and 6. We move on to the lucky last here, Daff. Uh, it's race number 8 and uh, talk us through the market here. We scratch 1, 2 and 3, Luke. Number 4, Conceit at 13. 5, Lungeberg at 18. 6, Lunar Rocks, 10. Scratch 7. 8, Solera at 12. 9, Smiling Profit, $6.50. 10 Deep Expectation, $7.50. 11 Super Bright, $5. 12 Casenza at 8. 13 Waikiki is the current favourite, $3.30. 14 Toto at 81. 15 Westgrove, 51. Scratch, 16. Five scratchings, 16 cents worth of deductions, but there's a lot going on in this market. Now, Waikiki uh, was 460 originally, 320 after the scratchings, just edging out to 330 with some support for a couple of others. Number 11, Superbright, was 15 in the original market, now $5. And for those looking for Ruffy, number 6, Lunar Rocks, 26 into 10 with that 16, 16 cent deduction in there as well. A little bit of tempo here in the last race. Boys, deep expectation drawn out a little wide will look to come across. Consenza has good early tactical speed and conceders drawn the rails will kick up. So 
enough tempo here to give the back markers their chance. Well, I'm hoping for Anthony because I'm, I'm with Waikiki in the final event here. Yeah, me too, Ray. All on Waikiki here. I, I really like this filly. She was excellent uh, winning at Warwick Farm uh, last time out. She got held up on the home turn till about the 200 and didn't she launch late? The first two really charged away there and she was able to uh, beat Eagle Nest. Um, she was a maiden uh, racing against 64 grade horses, so stepped a grade and got it done in good style. And I, I think she'll make the grade for sure if she's not beyond Saturday class. I'm a bad judge. And I think by the time this jumps, she'll be very popular. Um, I've got a starting with the two in front of her name. So I'm 13 on top Waikiki, one of the best bets of the day. Nine smiling profit. This charge time at Gosford last start sets up well again. It'll be getting back with hitting the line hard. Horse number eight, Salire, coming out of Tab Highway form. Hasn't had a lot of luck with barriers and, and wide runs. And we know at his best, off a good tempo, he can really launch at them late. So I'm expecting him to be finishing off hard. And 12 contenza. Uh, look, she's had every hope to win her two runs back, but she's got it done in pretty good style. Wore down Romeo's choice to win at Canterbury last start. Doesn't necessarily map as well as it did the other day, but I've got to concede she is in good form. And um, when a mare's in form or a filly's in form, you stick with them. So I think she's got a chance. So 13 on top, made it the best bet of the day, uh, 13, 9, 8 and 12. Yeah, I'm pretty confident about Waikiki as well, Anthony. And it was a J-Max special, wasn't it, Warwick Farm last start? But when she did emerge into the clear, as Anthony said, she just launched at the leaders, swamped Eagle Nest, they gap the rest. She was really impressed with the way she attacked the line. Always promised to be a nice filly and looks like she's come back in terrific order because that win came off a really good first up effort at the Kenzo. So race tempo gives her a chance. She does like to settle off speed, but shouldn't be too far off and probably about midfield with cover. Watch for Waikiki late. Um, if she can reproduce that Warwick Farm effort last uh They'll find it very hard to hold her out. 13, 12, uh, Waikiki on top from 12, Consenza, filling in a rich vein of form for Team Hawks. Um, got the job done in the maiden at Wyong first up. Ditto there at Canterbury last. So I know she's not winning by margins, but what she does do is put herself into a contest. She'll race up on speed in a controlling position, and uh, she is a very, very game, Consenza, and uh, a definite chance to go uh, to notch up a hat trick here. Smiling Prophet's effort at Gosford last start. Absolute eye-catcher. Flashing home to just miss behind one destiny. Uh, she'll get back again, but the tempo will suit her. So she's one at odds to, to watch here. She's got a powerful finishing burst. And uh, I'm glad that Anthony also had Salire in the numbers because this horse has had nothing go right for him in either of his two highway runs. The tempo suits. I'd prefer him on a bigger track, Anthony, but if he gets any sort of luck and an unimpeded run from the turn... He's got a tremendous finishing burst, so he's not out of that odds either. But I think Waikiki's a promising filly on the rise and the horse to beat in the last. 13, 12, 9 and 8. Darren Flindell's thoughts on the last, guys. He's gone with 13 on top in race number 8, and that is Waikiki to beat 12, 9 and 11. It'd be OK over there, Ray, this time of year, wouldn't it, Waikiki? Oh, wouldn't it? Why? I love the warm weather. It might be a place to go. Sorry. 100%, mate. Uh, what's yeah. your best for this card, Ray? Uh, I like a couple today. Uh, race 2, number 7, needs some luck. I think she'll get that, or he'll get that from gate 1 today. Lead throughout, be very, very hard to beat. And then down to the last, and again, you know, I are both on the same page here. Race 8, number 13, Waikiki. Mate, really appreciate your help. I know it was a big show yesterday on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend and you're back up today with us, so appreciate your time.
anytime. And best of luck to all the listeners today. Hopefully, all back a few winners. Exactly right, Ray. That's uh, what we're after, mate. You have a good day. Anthony Manton, what's your best for Warwick Farm? Uh, would you believe it? Exactly the same as Ray. Race two, number seven, needs some luck. Race eight, number 13, Waikiki. Uh, and Ray didn't. We, we didn't speak to each other before we came on air, so we've landed on the same two horses. So I'd better give you something else. Race five, number nine, Louisville as well. Keen on him, Luke. Beautiful, mate. And uh, looking forward to hearing you across Racing HQ uh, from Saturday, mate. Uh, you'll be filling in uh, on uh, the program for Dave Stanley as well during the week. So um, all of our listeners are very familiar with your great race calls in and around New South Wales, and you'll be slotting into the, the driver's seat. You must be up and about. You're looking forward to it? Yeah, I am actually, Luke. I'm looking forward to a bit of a change. Um, not about yeah. time to do it as well. Middle of winter. Uh, it beats driving to you know, Canberra in the middle of winter, and I can sit in there with the heater on and put my feet up somewhat, so I'm looking forward to it actually, it'll be good, I'm kicking off there uh, next Saturday for you, and then uh, filling in for Dave as well for about three weeks happy birthday as well, Luke, for the weekend no, Thank you very much, mate, and I'm sure our listeners will look after you, they're, they're great, uh, our listeners, they, their engagement with the show is fantastic, and I'd just like to say to all of the listeners, save your sprays from me and Stanley, we're, we're ordinary blokes, but Manton's one of the greats so just be nice, play kind to him, and mate, I'm sure you'll do a beautiful job <laughs> You're too kind. No, it'll be good. Looking forward to it. Have a good trip.